Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. Uh, welcome back. Gosh, we just started the day. It's my first segment. But if you were here yesterday, welcome, welcome back. back. We're excited to be here. It's uh, Wednesday. We're almost halfway through the work week, Michaela Gordon. Lord Jesus, and I am so ready for it because I have been waiting, I don't know, two years? Could I say two years? Sure, yeah. To go to the biggest lesbian festival with lesbian women. I'm so ready. I just finished. Uh, I'm fully caught up on season two of The L Word. I've never been more <laughs> in my lesbianism. You watched The L Word, so you're ready to go to Dinah? <laughs> yeah, me and Lisa were making out yesterday, and I was like, Lisa, it's our time. But I'll tell you what. We've been talking about it like crazy. Yeah, it's actually been two and a half years. We, um, we've run out of lesbian bars. You know, there's not many safe places to go. And so with it being the 30th anniversary, I'm so proud to host Dinah Shore this year. I'm so proud of DJ Lisa Pittman for spinning, uh, seeing all of our friends, our fellow DJs, Alex D., it's just going to be so great, and I'm so happy that we have the opportunity to be there. Well, I remember two years ago when I started here, and we did a little a little sketch, and you were picking out outfits for the dinah. Yes. Right? You remember that in the yes. green room upstairs? And you were so excited to go. And then Miss Corona Mi- <sighs> reared her ugly head. Miss Corona showed up, honey, and I was like, show out. And she then did. she did. She did. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. can't guess we're not going she to She spread Florida. like wildfire. She sure did. Sure did. Um, but yeah, that's fan- super fantastic. And on the heels of that, coming up in about eh, 13 minutes from right now, uh, we're actually having a discussion about uh, straight women sort of infiltrating lesbian spaces. Mm-hmm. Are we okay with it? Do we still need that safe space? Is Dinah enough? <laughs> once every year is that that is that weekend enough to satiate you or do you still need safe spaces and yeah. i think that's a really valid conversation uh and we're going to have it in just uh, about 12 minutes from right now so make sure you stick around for that also uh mercury is very much in retrograde good lord honey. it started this week marcus barrington is going to stop by and tell us what to expect what sort of decisions to make and which ones to avoid also in our next hour we've got uh samuel garrett pate uh, joining us to talk about some shocking findings from the census uh that released that have a a major impact on our community, uh, pulling back uh, the curtain a bit on some issues facing the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, Then we're also talking a little bit later on today, Bethany Frankel's in some hot water for some uh, comments that she made recently in an interview that some are saying are transphobic, uh, problematic. Uh, Is she transphobic or is she just being a concerned parent? We're going to share the details with you later, let you decide, and then we're going to bring on Dr. Jen Mann tomorrow at 720 Pacific, 1020 Eastern to continue that conversation. Uh, Because I think it's one that needs to be handled by a professional. Absolutely. And also as a mother, um, I'm sure she's going to bring a unique perspective. So lots going on the next couple of days. 
Right now, though, it is time for news on the beat. Michaela, take it away. All right. Well, Caitlyn Jenner said that during her failed California national campaign, some Republican Party leaders and elected GOP officials refused to be seen in public with her despite supporting her in private. She said, I had elected officials and party leaders who would gladly take private meetings with my campaign team and me, but would balk at the mere notion of being seen publicly with me. To a point, I understand they have to protect themselves from their voters and the base who might not be as open-minded as they are. For someone like myself, uh, despite association with her being treated like a dirty secret, Jenner assures readers that she is still a Republican and will fight for inclusivity in the Republican Party. She even complains that coming out as a Republican was more difficult than coming out as transgender. During her campaign, she pulled at 6% for public support, lied about not voting for Trump in the 2020 election, had an inconsistent stance on COVID-19 mask wearing, complained about seeing homeless people in the streets, expressed some support for Texas bounty hunting anti-abortion law, and left her campaign to go uh, record a reality show in Australia and ended up having to fund her own impoverished campaign. I mean, just that list alone. I mean, please. And also, this is a, this party, if you're not willing to be seen in public with somebody, they don't support you. Yeah. Like, Hello. the party doesn't support you. That's like a relationship. You. If yeah. you don't want to be seen with your partner, maybe they're, you're yes. the mistress. Because the GOP is transphobic and full of hate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's like, listen to yourself, Caitlin. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Ugh, All so right. Weird. Let's get into a little weather. It's 91 in Palm Springs, 82 in Houston, 66 in San Francisco, 86 in Phoenix, 73 in Baltimore, 73 in Chicago, 90 in St. Louis, 93 in Cathedral City, and 91 in La Quinta. That give us a vibe of the day. When you are enthusiastic about what you do, you feel this positive energy. It's very simple, people. Very simple, Find some enthusiasm. Absolutely. Well, listen, on the heels of Dinah Shore, this is an important conversation. It's calling out straight women and gay bars needed. Why I think it's needed, we'll discuss coming up next. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. Uh, Michaela's got a round of what's popping for you here in just a moment. I want to do, I want to do, I want to do, I do want to. Do it. Tell you something really cool that we're doing here at Channel Q. If you're a huge fan of, uh, wow, I'm getting all my words It's fine, honey. Just try it again. Fan of tennis or tennis fan. I have dyslexia with my words today. Uh, we have a cool opportunity for you. Channel Q has a chance for one winner and a guest to win a pair of Prime Lodge seats. Watch the best in pro tennis at the BNP Paribas Open this October 7th, right around the corner at the Indian Wells Tennis Garden Center. Join some of the biggest names in tennis like Daniil Medvedev, Novak Djokovic, uh, and so many more. This is a Listen, this is a rough read, people. What am I doing right now? I need coffee. I need coffee. Yeah, that's what you need. It's a great opportunity, though. So uh, if you're in the Southern California area, head over to WeAreChannelQ.com for your chance to win. You must be 21 years of age or older and have proof of full vaccination for entry to the event. Again, head over to WeAreChannelQ.com right now. Uh, What's popping is interesting to me because we talked to many of the stars of this show during the pandemic. We sure did. And they're no longer with the show, some of them. Yeah. Uh, What am I talking about? Why don't you tell our listeners it's time for What's Poppin'? Well, after a surviving a pandemic, the cast of Vanderpump Rules is ready to be unleashed. Lisa Vanderpump, however, compared her cast to a pack of wild animals ahead to her Bravo reality series season 9 premiere. She said you could definitely tell that they've been locked up for a while and it was like opening the cage and letting wild animals out. And I see that to be true. Um, 
The next installment, though, listen to this, of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills spinoff will feature veteran cast members Katie Maloney, Tom Schwartz, Ariana Maddox, Tom Sandoval, James Kennedy, Lala Kent, and Sheena Shea. As you see, there are some names missing. Um, Brittany Cartwright and Jax will not be coming back. Also, um, oh, what's her name? The one we, we had her on the show, Stassi. Stassi, Yeah, she Schroeder. won't be back either. Mm. It's funny that they're wild animals considering they all had children during the pandemic. Like, how wild can you be? Yet They had kids. Also, listen, I, I know this show is really, like, people really get into it. It's still a very cis white cast. Yeah. Like the, the photo is like just so white. It's so white. And so And just... also, it's not interesting. They now have gone on to have children. And they all have a child the same age. And they're like, now we have kids. They're the next Vanderpump Rules. And it's like, sis. Look, please, no. Please, okay, no. Okay, girl. I hope the show's not around that long. We'll see. Well, also, and you know, listen, I don't mind. I like that, you know, Pump and Sir and Tom Tom are all in West Hollywood. But it's brought also a different... A group yes. of people to West Hollywood. And we just did this conversation and I'll continue talking about it. You know, uh, there's not a lot of lesbian bars and straight women, it seems like, have been the the primary audience. And they go wait in line. They go to these restaurants and then they want to go hang out. Mm-hmm. And for lesbian women, it's difficult to go into those restaurants and establishments feeling comfortable or like they're able to, you know, hit on somebody, hit on another woman because it's white cis well, women you, from you... mid West yep. wanting to see famous people. You know this story, and and where Pump Lounge is now used to be a place called Java Detour yes. years ago. It was a little coffee shop, and when it went under, um, my ex uh, had we were so excited about. Yep, this. he had a business partner. We had an entire entire game plan. Everything was all the all all the um, what are they called? The the renderings were done. Uh, things were approved by the city of West Hollywood to make it into another gay bar right there on the corner. It was mm-hmm. going to be iconic. And Lisa Vanderpump and her team swooped in, undercut them, and basically kind of like... Shady. Shady, in a shady way, got that deal done and it became Pump. And now, because of that, that whole corner right there is very straight. It's very and, straight. And and now she's moving down the street with Tom Tom, which is a gorgeous bar, but it's not a queer bar. And that whole area is less queer now because of Lisa Vanderbilt. Yeah, it is. You know, so it, it, it is frustrating. It I'm is. not a huge fan of hers personally. Um, I've interviewed her multiple times. I think she's problematic AF. But I will not be watching this show. But I'm excited to see Sheena Shea is back because I do like her. I know. She's my girl. I, I like, love her. We're friends and I'm yep, not always I like to, to see that she's back. employed. All right. Well, coming up in Red, White, and Q, Sam joins us to talk about the shocking findings from the census for our community and what that means. Listen, it feels sometimes like the wheels of our show are falling off as well. And you don't have to be lonely because we're here for you. Absolutely. See how I just integrated the lyrics of that song into this intro? Beautiful work. (laughs) I'm an icon. Michaela, news on the beat. All right, a viciously anti-LGBTQ pastor was arrested on the tarmac as he exited a plane in Canada after touring the U.S. to spread COVID-19 misinformation on a contempt of court charge. Cave of Adelam Pastor Archer Pulowski was taken into custody by po- by police at the Calgary International Airport yesterday afternoon, returning from a speaking tour in the U.S. that included meeting Eric Trump and an appearance on Fox News. He was previously arrested this past May for allegedly violating pandemic restrictions at his church, which he transformed into a publicity tour in the U.S. However, he is best known for saying that the reason 
floods are happening is because it's God's punishment for the perversions of homosexuality, which includes the walking out, the pride of their abominations in the streets of our cities. Honey, I love a good flood. You know how many swimsuits I have? Get uh, your little white bikini same, ready. Same, babe. My body's like bikini ready. It's like a gay flood any day of the week. I would too. Thank you. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 91 in La Quinta, 93 in Cathedral City, 68 in Cleveland, 66 in Buffalo, 86 in Atlanta, 68 in San Francisco, 82 in Kansas City, and 91 in Palm Springs. I'll be there at Palm Springs this weekend. They cannot wait. I'm hosting the biggest lesbian party, Dinah Shore. We say this, and I'll continue saying this, with all the lesbian bars dying down and hardly any representation. This is so important. It's also the 30th anniversary. Uh, so join us this weekend in Palm Springs. Now give us a vibe of the day. What does Dinosaur look like? Is it like U-Hauls and like soccer players? I don't understand. Like what? Like paint a picture. It's a mixed bag. Yeah. I mean, I definitely am like the drag queen of the, br- of the bunch. Got it. You know, most, some of them wear sports bras and board shorts. Honey, you're a drag queen amongst drag queens. That's, so I know. It's like, that. yes. Alright, well have fun. Uh, when you are enthusiastic about what you do, you feel this positive energy. It's really that simple. Absolutely. Be enthusiastic. All right, well, coming up, it's Red, White, and Q, and Sammy Grant Payton joins us on the shocking findings from the census for the community and what that means for us moving forward. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast i am the 
Welcome back to the Morning Beat. It's time for my favorite segment. It's called Filet-O Fish with Samuel Garrett Pate. We do our best to fillet each other every single time we talk politics. It's Red, White, and Q. Sam, how are you? Do we really have to call it filet of fish? Listen, no, we don't. Kind of gross. The world's <laughs> best worst sandwich. It's incredible. Um, however, I've never had one. Nothing. But well, they don't look particularly appetizing. <laughs> They're actually so delicious, They're and that's really, not the really, lesbian in me. It's they like are just low-key delicious. really, really, really good. Um, but I'm not going to try to fillet you today. You can fillet me if you'd like to. Um, but I, I, I'd actually rather you just share some good news with us because <laughs> our community has been included in the Census Bureau uh, in ways it never has been in history. Uh, but there are some interesting findings. Uh, what stands out to you? Well, just to be really clear, right, the, the U.S. Census, the, what we all filled out last year, or hopefully all um, filled out last year, did not ask sexual orientation or gender identity data. Um, it did, for the first time, look at same-sex couples in households, which is progress, but not where we need to be, right? Sure. Um, the Household Pulse Survey that's conducted by the U.S. Census Bureau, um, but is not the same as the, the overall census, right, did actually collect sexual orientation data for the first time, um, you know, it's a much smaller survey. You can't draw the same um, broad conclusions because it's not the same sample size. But what it showed is what we were saying last year, right, which is that LGBTQ people were being hit especially hard by the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, there was some limited data last year um, that, that, that illustrated that. This is further confirmation, unfortunately, that our community was hardest hit. And we we know that that's because our community is overrepresented in a lot of the industries that were hardest hit by the COVID-19 pandemic, right? LGBTQ people are more likely to work in the service industry, hospitality industry, um, in the gig economy. Those are all industries that were mm-hmm. hit especially hard last year. Um, and and it, it they hit the LGBTQ community especially hard, and it's taking our community longer to recover as well. Um, so this is just further confirmation of that and also underscores the need for this type of data, right? Mm. It shouldn't be a question of whether the the full U.S. Census and basically every survey that is collecting other demographic data like race and ethnicity and gender also needs to collect information on people's sexual orientation and gender identity. And some people may look at that and be like, well, this is a privacy issue. Right. It's an optional question, just like race and ethnicity is. But we don't say we're not going to collect race, race and ethnic race, racial and ethnic data just because it's a privacy issue. Right. We make those questions optional on surveys. We need this information to know how our community is being impacted by critical issues so that we can address them and, and, and help folks who are struggling. So that is my next question. How do we help them now that we've got this data? It's devastating that trans people don't even have enough to eat it just seems so odd how do we move forward well california um created the first ever in the nation trans health and wellness or trans health and equity fund um that is a step forward um it is not funded at the levels that we want to see um but yes we need to invest in the trans community empowering the trans community not just getting people the food that they need to eat, which is critically important and we need to do, but also 
job training and, and workforce training, um, education funding, right, to make sure that, that we are uh, supporting LGBTQ people and especially trans and, and gender nonconforming folks through in every aspect of their lives. Because if you just give people uh, nutrition supplements or if you just give people um, workforce training, but you aren't helping them access the education they need to actually make it uh, farther in the further in the workforce, um, then you're not really helping the community uh, in a sustainable way. So, so all to say that that yes, we need to invest more in supporting LGBTQ people in every aspect of life. Um, we also need to pass the president's Build Back Better agenda, uh, which would help to invest in in childcare and education funding and all every, again all of these. Uh, critical programs to help folks who are struggling uh, now more than ever because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, and these are things that literally are, are, are agreed upon by most Americans. Mm-hmm. We've dropped the ball in a lot of these areas, which is why the Build Absolutely. Back Better program is so, 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 so vital to our countries. You know, just if we're going to stay who we are moving forward and continue to grow, uh, it's so important. I think it's interesting. That Call you your senators. Uh, amen. Call your senators. I think it's also interesting you bring up privacy uh, as being an issue for people filling out census information and, and responding to some of these surveys. And it's so it's so fascinating to me because I think we're in this era where we're realizing so much about our, our country. So much is so great, but a lot of it has been sold to us, and it, we're realizing it's a lie. And when it comes to privacy, historically, minority groups are underrepresented in census information and in, 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 in the census survey, right? Because we're told that we, we we don't feel comfortable revealing ourselves in public spaces, public spaces that are designed to benefit cis straight white people right? Then in that, the great lie is we're trying to keep ourselves safe, but by not responding to these surveys, we're not getting the funding and the support that we actually need so the system continues. Um, So what do you hope happens next time? Next time there's a survey like this or 10 years from now, hopefully before then, but when there's a census in 10 years from now, what do you hope our community uh, learns from now till then so that we are represented and we get the funding we need? Well, when there's a census 10 years from now, there sure as hell better be, I don't know if I can say that word on the air, so sorry. If you I did, go for can't. it. It's okay. Uh, there sure as hell better be questions as to people's sexual orientation and gender identity. Um, on the not, not whether you're in a same-sex relationship, right? Like, the two of you, great that you were counted on the U.S. Census as being in uh, same-sex households. Um, those of us who are single... Uh, or or not living with our significant other, um, we're not counted as LGBTQ on this last census. Wow. Um, that is an issue that the now vice president championed while she was in the Senate, trying to pass legislation to require those questions be included in the census. Uh, the last presidential administration had proposed including those questions in the 2020 census. Unfortunately, um, Donald Trump was elected in 2016 because too many people either stayed home or voted for Jill Stein. And we lost those questions on the Never census. say her name again on this program. Also, I really want to let you know, we're going to, you're going to stick around for another segment with us. I do want to let you of know, course. Samuel Garrett-Pate, if you would like my fiance and I to call the Census Bureau and say, I'm sorry we made a mistake, we're in a thruple actually with Samuel Garrett-Pate mm. so you can be counted, yes. we would do that for you. That's so sweet. Maybe we should go to commercial break now. <laughs> All right, so coming up, Red, White, and Q, Samuel Garrett-Pate stays with us to talk about the jaw-dropping Trump revelations and who's actually raising money for Kirsten Cinema next. I am American, American. 
time for another round of Red, White, and Q with our political expert, Samuel Garrett Pate. Now, last time we talked about this, Senator Sam, things got a little heated because we're a bit frustrated with Miss Kirsten Cinema. Mm-hmm. I know we have to be nice to her because we need her. Uh, but now this report coming out that she uh, is holding fundraisers with business lobby groups that want to kill Biden's agenda. That's the headline because she's scheduled to hold a fundraiser uh, uh, with groups that are eager to defeat his four or $3.5 trillion spending bill. Uh, this was information leaked to the New York Times. Um, what do we think about this? And, and is there still a way to move forward with her? Because we, we kind of need it, right? Well, look, I, I think in terms of campaign finance, and, you know, feel free to disagree with me here. I know you sometimes do on this Love issue. Love to. Uh, look, I, it sounds stupid, but I, to me it's like very much the whole don't hate the player, hate the game phrase, right? Like, yeah, we need campaign finance reform in this country. But until we have it, we can't just say, okay, well, Democrats can't raise from these companies, but, but Republicans can, and then what? And then we lose those seats? Mm. I mean, look, I'm, I'm not saying folks should take money from just anyone, but I don't think beating up Democrats for raising money from uh, various industries it gets us more seats in the U.S. Senate, because that's what we need, right? If we had 55 senators on the Democratic side in the U.S. Senate, we wouldn't need Kirsten Sinema. But we do need her because we we have a 50-50 majority with the with the vice president as the tie-breaking vote. Yeah. We have a big election next year, and the president's party historically always loses seats. Kirsten Sinema's not even up until 2024, so I, I don't entirely understand sort of this obsession with her. I mean, do you know how much money was spent combined on both sides in the U.S. Senate race in Arizona last year? How much? Two hundred and fifty million dollars. That's insane. Combined. That's insane. The amount of money. This Mark, also just... Mark Kelly alone raised and spent. That, that's the the other Democratic yep. U.S. senator yeah, from course. Arizona. Love love him. Great guy. He had to raise and spend a hundred million dollars to win that race. So okay. So, so I, I don't think like yeah. If Kirsten Cinema doesn't vote for the Build Back Better agenda, I'll be pissed. But not because she's raising money. I'll be pissed because she didn't vote for it. Yeah, it's, like it's, if it's, she goes and, and raises money from folks who oppose it and then goes and votes for it, well, I don't care. Good, she yeah, got their the, money now. Well, she can use listen, it to help hold might, that seat. I might shock you right now. The end justifies the means. I agree with you on that. Actually, I think what gets tricky as a Democrat oftentimes is that these hills that we're willing to die on sometimes put us in. I feel like we back ourselves into corners because we take stances on things that are the right thing to take a stand on. But it's really difficult to talk to the average voter and say, hey, campaign finance reform. We don't think we should be taking money from corporations, but we're doing it. So it's it's hard. How do you have that conversation with voters who casually pay attention every four years? Because then Republicans turn around and make these into mm-hmm. these talking points and they just slaughter us with them. So how do you how do you do that? How do you how do you say, hey, I will be better if you make it if you elect me. But right now I'm going to do the thing that I'm campaigning against in order to get elected. How do you have that discussion? Well, I will say that I don't think most Arizona voters care that she's having this one fundraiser. Yeah, I think there's a lot of like, you know, inside baseball collective outrage um, from people who just want to be mad at Kirsten Cinema right now. Sure. And I, I'm not saying that like it is disingenuous to be upset that she's raising money from people who oppose the bill back better agenda while it is, 
you know, while we are trying to cobble together the votes in the U.S. Senate to get it passed. But there are 50 Republican senators in the United States Senate, all of whom plan to vote against this bill, despite the overwhelming bipartisan public support for it. So why are we angry at one Democrat who is has not even made up her mind on the final bill yet? That's real. When there are 50 Republican U.S. senators, all of whom oppose it, who, by the way, some of whom are up for re-election next year. Well, Kirsten Sinema is not up until 2024. Well, Sammy Grant, Pate, uh, something that is more current uh, and that we want to talk to you about before we let you go uh, is Trump. I love my fake Trump. I was Melania for a long time. This Trump is uh, the real one kind of problematic. He told Stephanie Grisham to find out ways to evict the press from the White House and wanted her to reenact his perfect phone call with Ukraine president to the media. It's all seeming quite problematic as usual. Back in the news, what do you think? I mean, I think I'm tired of talking about Donald Trump. Mm. Is any of this surprising? Like some of it's kind of funny and also terrifying at the same time, but we had four years of funny and terrifying at the same time, right? Like, yeah, it's weird that he had a staffer whose job it was basically to come into his, come into the Oval Office and Mm -hmm. play a song from Pat's on his phone (laughs) to calm the president down so we could avoid nuclear war. It's kind of funny. It's very terrifying. Also, it's over. We beat him. Yeah. I'm not saying we shouldn't be worried about him coming back and trying to run in 2024. But at a certain point, like, yeah, it's an interesting book. But also Stephanie Grisham worked for him until the very end. Yep. Didn't until walk away. Now she's January making money. 6th, yep. She walked away January 6th. That was I mean, this was the thing about all the people who walked away from the Trump administration after the, the insurrection. It's like, yeah. I hope you do. Also, that's what it took. Yeah, it wasn't what, when they separated kids from their parents or tear gassed protesters so he could hold a Bible in front of a church. I mean, there's a lot of things that. I mean, that, exactly. Yeah. It mm-hmm. wasn't when they banned trans people from serving in the brave, patriotic trans people from serving in the military. President Bone Spurs did that. I mean, come on, like not President Bone Spurs of terrible, <laughs> terrible policies and attacks. I don't really want to give my money to some lady who didn't leave until January 6th, 2021. Yep. Well, that's true. Sam Garrett, there's never but enough I'll time with you. I'll read the excerpts in the New York Times. For sure. Amen. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great weekend. You too. Take care. All right, coming up, a new host of The Bachelor has been announced, and we're going to discuss if it's the right decision coming up in What's Poppin'. Major news for a big, big franchise. Michaela Gordon, what's poppin'? Okay, so Jesse Palmer has been named the new host of The Bachelor, the former NFL player who's 42, who led The Bachelor season five in 2004, announced on Tuesday that he'll be the one to replace longtime host Chris Harrison. I'm going to be honest with you. This is the most basic move they could make. (laughs) It's safe. I never watched The Bachelor. I'm not a fan of The Bachelor. I'm not a fan of The Bachelorette. I think it's actually quite stupid. However, I know people really love it. However, this was an opportunity to really diversify The Bachelor so it wasn't so lame. And they just chose another white cis male. Like, is he gorgeous? Yeah. Is he the all-American guy? Yeah. He was an NFL player. Like, 
definitely not running to my TV to tune in. However, I will say this. I think The Bachelor knows their demographics. I'm not their demographic. However, the girls I went to high school with are. They have their wine nights uh, with Rosé. They all get together on the night of The Bachelor. And they all like fawn over who they think. They have a group chat called Bachelor Chat. I would never want to be a part of that. I think it's stupid. I think that... The Bachelor and the Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise franchises are, are cash cows for ABC yeah. and they need to keep making money. And he was a safe choice. He's familiar to the fans. I really like him, but I think it is basic AF. Honey, it's so basic. As a lesbian woman, let's say, for example, I was single. I'm not running to The Bachelor to find love or even fame. Like, I just wouldn't even want to be attached to The Bachelor because it's so white. I mean, it it just is. And then sometimes they put in, like, one token black person and you're like, okay. And then even with Demi, they made that huge deal with Demi and her girlfriend yep. and then being lesbians. And then they broke up a week after and she's, like, been with a guy ever since, which I'm not knocking by sexuality. It's just, like... Feels a little television problematic. It felt like they were using it to show, like, we're not so problematic. I know. And they do diversify, like, the actual contestants. They actually have a lot of black and Asian and Latino representation. The problem is they get voted out in the first couple of weeks, usually, because yeah. The Bachelor and The Bachelor are white, and yeah. they keep and a few token ones. Blonde hair, blue all yeah. white people. Lame. All right, coming up in our next hour, Bethany Frankel is being called transphobic. Now, Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Searching for a parenting podcast you'll actually want to listen to? One that covers everything from how to deal with picky eating, how to grieve a pregnancy loss, and how to not hate your partner after having kids? Well, your new favorite podcast, After Bedtime with Big Little Feelings, is here. Hosted by two BFFs, this is a no-shame parenting podcast. Listen to and follow After Bedtime with Big Little Feelings on the free Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. She has been very problematic in the past, but is she just trying to be a good mother? We're going to discuss next. That's right. We are The Morning Beat, and we appreciate your support as always. We have a fantastic hour coming up for you. Uh, a story that's been really circulating in the last 24 to 48 hours is this audio of Bethany Frankel in a recent interview uh, that some are calling transphobic. Some of the things she said about her daughter Bryn going to camp uh, with, a, with a young trans girl and some of the stories that came out of that experience uh, that are being spread by parents. Uh, it's a, sort of a gossip 
he said, she said situation going uh, going viral right now, and Bethany's words uh, are being attacked by many. We're going to share the audio with you in just a little bit, in about 15 minutes, and we're actually going to share our perspective. And then we're yeah. going to continue this conversation because we think it's really important. Tomorrow at 720 Pacific, 1020 Eastern, we're going to be joined by Dr. Jen Mann. She's a dear friend of the show. She's filled in for me when I've taken time off. Uh, not only uh, is this sort of her area of expertise, she's also a mother. So she she's going to bring her unique perspective as both an expert and a mother. Uh, and I'm curious to see what she has to say because neither of us of us are parents. No, we're know? not parents, but, but I am an we're, aunt. We're aunts and uncles. And I have a I have a perspective that I think um, people maybe wouldn't think I'd have. Yeah. But if I'm putting like my mom boots on or my aunt boots. It's a different game. It's a different game. So yeah, stick around for that coming up in just a little bit. Right now though, uh, some major news. A pastor arrested on an airport tarmac. What's going on, Michaela? All right, so a viciously anti-LGBTQ pastor was arrested on the tarmac as he exited a plane in Canada after touring the U.S. to spread COVID-19 misinformation on a contempt of court charge. Uh, Cave of Adelam Pastor Archer Palowski was taken into custody, custody by police at the Calgary International Airport yesterday afternoon, returning from a speaking tour in the U.S. that included meeting Eric Trump and an appearance on Fox News. Now, he was previously arrested this May for allegedly violating pandemic restrictions at his church, which he transformed into a publicity tour in the U.S. Uh, he's also in trouble for saying uh, gay people are not ashamed to declare the name of their master Satan and in the same way not concerned with provoking greatly the wrath of the living God. He also said that Alberta floods in 2013 were God's punishment for the perversions of homosexuality, which includes the walking out the pride of their abominations in the streets of our cities. I would just like to say again, this man has been arrested. Sounds like a fun guy. Yeah. We're going to have a blast with him in jail. Yeah. Gosh. Love it. Why are people so hateful? I hate everybody. And also, Satan is not like, what did he say about Satan? He said that uh, their master, we are not ashamed to declare the name of their master, Satan. Okay, so Satan is not my master. Like, he's a homie sometimes, every now and then, if I feel like being a little bit naughty. I mean, if we're doing kink, Lisa's the master. Sure, of course. Yeah, I mean, hello. Uh All right, another news, Caitlyn Jenner said that during her failed California national campaign, some Republican Party leaders and elected GOP officials refused to be seen in public with her, despite supporting her in private. She said, I had elected officials and party leaders who would gladly take private meetings with my campaign team and me, but would balk at the mere notion of being seen publicly with me. To a point, I understand they have to protect themselves from their voters and the base who might not be as open-minded as they are, she explained. But for someone like myself, it's I'm being treated like a dirty little secret. I would like to say uh, she polled at 6% for public support, lied about not voting for Trump in the 2020 election, had an inconsistent stance on COVID-19 mask wearing, complained about seeing homeless people in the streets, expressed some support for Texas bounty hunting anti-abortion law, left her campaign to go record a reality show in Australia, and ended up having to fund her own impoverished campaign. And just co-hosted The View also this yeah, week, which is which was problematic so and weird. Bizarre. It feels like stunt casting. Listen... The party won't be seen with you publicly. That means they don't support you or our community, Caitlin. I mean, I don't know how hard that is to understand. We don't get it. Yeah, they won't They won't go out in public with me. But they're great people. The big tent, right? The GOP. They love us. Love us. They just don't want to be seen with us. Right. Got it. Got okay. It. Let's go into some weather. 93 in Palm Springs today. 82 in Houston. 82 in Kansas City. 
86 in Phoenix, 84 in Atlanta, 66 in Buffalo, 68 in Cleveland, 84 in Sacramento, 93 in Cathedral City, and 93 in La Quinta. Now give us a vibe of the day. When you are off... Wow, authentic. When you are enthusiastic about what you do, you feel this positive energy. It's really that simple. Yes, I love that. All right, well, coming up, Bethany Frankel is being called transphobic, and she has been very problematic in the past. But based off this conversation, I think she actually might be right, and we're going to discuss next. I have to go into the fact that I did a Zoom for my daughter's school, and the pronouns conversation with each teacher, each parent, each child. And my daughter says in school too, that everybody has to say their pronouns. So, and my daughter didn't even know what hers were. And I can't even blame you. I know what I am or what I think I am, but like, I never have said it out loud. I don't, it hasn't come up for me. And so she didn't know. She said someone exactly had to say it. Someone said it before her because someone's parents definitely told them. That's Bethany Frankel, uh, owner, founder of Skinny Girl Margaritas uh, and that entire brand. Also, you know her from Real Housewives of New York City. Uh, she's rumored to be maybe possibly even heading back to that show in the future. But that's her on a podcast recently talking about the pronoun, pronouns conversation. And this is a conversation that like, while we have it often here on our show, in real America, it's very confusing, very daunting conversation for people to have. And, and she goes on, and there's some audio that we're going to share in just a moment uh, that some people are saying is very transphobic from Bethany. What we've heard right there, I get it. It sounds like she's being very respectful, that she's trying to get it right. She's catching herself, um, and she's not complaining that her daughter is learning about pronouns at school. She actually sees it as a positive thing. Um, so, Michaela, I know we have thoughts, so let's listen to this next bit of audio, mm-hmm. and this is this is what some people are saying is transphobic. It's a little okay. bit longer, but we want to let it play out so that you can all sort of make your own decisions and, and, and form your own opinions. One, one issue that occurred was it's an all girls camp and a person with a penis who identifies as being a girl went to the camp and was in the bunk with the girls and the girls saw her because it's her, because it's a it's a it's a male anatomy, but an identifying as a woman. So the so the girl other girls saw a penis, and they're like you know nine ten years old. So the parents obviously or not obviously, but then why could you see a vagina? I don't know. Okay, so the parents obviously weren't that um, happy, and then and I don't know why this is different because I don't we hadn't heard about it that much, but this girl with with a penis was making out with a lot of the different girls at the camp. So that was the first story that happened, like things you don't necessarily think of. Okay, so she's getting dragged, obviously. Um, but I, I'm i going to wait. I, I really want to talk to Dr. Jin Man about this conversation. I would like a professional to be a part of this conversation because I never want to offend any of our trans community, anybody. But I... I don't really know what to say because I feel like, I guess my question is, I mean, look, when I was 10 years old, I was playing girlfriends with my girlfriends at sleepovers. Do you know what I'm saying? It had nothing to do with a penis. We were just sexually curious mm-hmm. and it didn't really matter what whether it was a penis or a vagina. Um, so does that play a part? Does it matter? Like... Do you just want your your children not to sexually explore at all at that age? Like probably not, but I, I did at sleepovers. And that's the bigger question, I think, because when I was eight or nine, I was also 
literally like performing sexual acts with another little friend of mine who was also my exact age. And we were doing things that I'd never seen anywhere. Yeah. But I was exploring with a boy. And it wasn't boy. talked about. No. And, and here's what I think. I think that she sounds to me... Because Bethany can be problematic. I think actually, I actually don't like Bethany, and I do think she's very problematic. However, I'm not dragging her for this. No, I think that she sounds like she's trying to get it right. And it sounds like she's asking, because she even says, you know, uh, and parents were obviously not comfortable seeing, you know, this child uh, with the penis. And then she says, well, maybe that's not obvious. Because why can why can these little girls see other girls' vaginas at camp? Or if that, you know, if they're changing or showering or whatever, but not a penis if it's if, if it's really it's not that big of a deal. And so she's actually it sounds to me being very open and honest about this and saying in real time, I'm just trying to figure this out because I don't really know. And and again, I don't either. I'm not trans. And No, but- and I'm not going to not have these conversations <clears throat> because it's an uncomfortable one to have because guess what? When I have a child, that's my number one priority. Sure. At the end of the day, and, that's any parent. And I don't know and I'll be honest with you. I am very, very open, and I don't know that I would want my child uh, going away to camp that is co-ed at the age of nine. Justin, you have a kid. Sleeping in bunks with and and showering with kids at the I don't know that I'd be comfortable with that, and that's just me being real. How would you feel if this was if you know we know that you have Bennett, but let's say that Bennett was trans, or let's just say that you had a daughter. Mm -hmm. How would you? How do you, as a parent, hear this conversation? To be honest, my my point of view when it comes to sexuality and all that, when it comes to kids, like uh, kids are going to explore and kids are going to do what they're going to do. Obviously, we have to have boundaries. We have to have rules. We don't want anyone that's uh, that. There should always be, you know, some level of consent between both parties, whether it be kids, adults, whatever. But I, I don't want there to be like this overly like, you know, stigma towards whatever people's bodies are, because I think that's how we get into a lot of the situations. that we Yeah, are in by, right by, now. by focusing on things like genitalia, well, that is problematic. Yeah, but we're just not. I mean, I think every eight, nine or ten year old I know humped their friend. Exactly. Like, it was literally playing house, playing nurse and doctor. So it's is, not a conversation that sol- we have. Is the solution then to make everything just co-ed? Is that what is that what we're going? I to? think because where people get scared is that when you start having your period and you start having sperm, you could actually get pregnant. Whereas yes. like women and so men, so is there an age cutoff? Because you know she and she's going to talk about this in just a moment. We're going to share a little bit more audio from her. She's talking about you know the conversation about you know trans kids and sports and and when I was a kid, I played soccer for six, seven, eight years, up until junior high, I played soccer. And until the time I was about twelve, so right before middle school, I guess most people would call it, we call it junior high. Uh, up until that time. Soccer was co-ed because I think there weren't enough young girls interested to form an entire league. So there would be three or four girls on a team of a dozen, 15 kids, right? And when I was a kid, I remember Jenny Dews. She was the best player on our team Mm -hmm. year Mm -hmm. after year, and she was very much a female. And now maybe on average that's not normal. Sure. Once you get a little bit older, but when you're when you're that age, it's very very equal between boys and girls. It's not until you hit puberty really that that the physicality of it all starts to change. And Bethany talks about that just a little bit. It's an interesting conversation about a girl, a female anatomy being in a male anatomy bunk or vice versa. Okay, so that's a conversation, and they're talking a lot about sports now and how is it fair if you're on a team and somebody with a male anatomy who identifies as being a woman is playing and is that fair and how can you balance that and a lot of people don't you know because there are i think there's um like studies that the least uh proficient 
male is still often stronger or faster or what have you. And that's real, but also is is the only way we view sports or value sports is how strong or fast you are. I mean, there's a lot more nuance to athleticism than just physically being physically dominating. You know what I mean? So, so it, 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 this conversation, and, and I do appreciate Bethany saying, "Look, it's a conversation. These it are is conversations. A conversation. Do you know what I mean? You you played sports. You played soccer growing up. Yeah. Uh, you could probably run circles around some of the boys. Uh, but overall. Yeah, but I remember when I was a goalie, and this boy named Nick was a goalie. Wait, you were a goalie? Yeah, You're that was so my tiny. Yeah, but I was fast and I could jump high. Yeah, like a little pepper. And uh, <laughs> peppers, peppers jump. He was like a little chili pepper. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and he was the best goalie, probably in in the district. Like he was phenomenal, and I used to train with him. I would have never beat him. I would have never been able to sure. play like him. He was incredible. Of course. Um, I so, loved that and I hated that. I told, Listen, I love I love tennis so much, right? Serena Williams, tennis partner, all the females, all the women on the tour, their their hitting partners are all men. Men hit harder, they're stronger, they're fa- it is it just is what it is. We value that because that's how the system's set up. We value Yeah, we've always the, given that dominance. Yes. Their physical strength there's, outweighs There's other ways to play sports and to enjoy sports and to engage in sports that aren't just physically because dominant. Is chess considered a sport? Well, listen, the Queen's because Gambit. Because that takes Queen's no Gambit was everything. Physical honey. activity. Look, we're going to continue having this conversation. Doctor Jen Man's the best one to have it with. She's a mom. She's open. She's cool. She gets it. We're going to have this conversation with her tomorrow at seven twenty Pacific, ten twenty Eastern. I'm excited to see what she has to say. Same. Same. Right, coming up, a son is defending his mother who had adulterer carved into her cheating husband's gravestone. But is he the a-hole? We're going to have that conversation next. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. It's time for another round of one of our favorite segments here on the show. Am I the a-hole? This one's going to be tough for me. This one's a little bit dark. If you're wondering why we're doing the funeral march, it's because his son uh, is defending his mother um, who had carved the word adulterer. Into her cheating husband's gravestone. Girl, okay. She has feelings. The man is dead, honey. Lord, let up. Well, should he have let it go? Here's the son explaining, okay? My father father and mother had a very bitter marriage towards the end of his life. He had a long-running affair with another married co-worker and got her pregnant before he passed. Oh, I He was planning to leave mom. Skip the country, moved to Canada to start a new life with her. The son goes on to detail how the parrot even uh, picked out a house and all. Through this dramatic turn of events, it changed everything at the end of his life. He had moved out and was living with his co-worker slash lover when he suddenly died of a heart attack while having sex. Divorce papers were never filed, no legal separation, so they were still married. They were in the process of moving all things legally, but on paper... They were still happily married. The son goes on to explain how all of his siblings have flown uh, the next and how uh, he works for a tech company is currently back in his hometown helping his mom manage his father's estate. Basically saying the siblings are out. Mm -hmm. You know, after somebody dies, oftentimes there's one sibling who's left to deal with everything. And this one has been. So he says, well, my mom was hurt and petty, marked his gravestone as in loving memory of John Doe, son, husband, father, and adulterer. That's what <laughs> she loved. Oh, my God. So now Reddit Oy. is asking, who's the a-hole here? Because he's know. supporting his mother in this. He's like, I get it. He did her dirty. 
is, is this too far? This man is dead. He can't defend himself. <laughs> or is she getting, you know, a little bit of sweet revenge? I would like to say after... Because in theory, in, I feel like you would do this in a heartbeat. In well, theory. Uh, well, for, let me say. For a gag. Well, let me say. Okay. After a couple months in therapy, I would like to say <laughs> I wouldn't, but I would. I absolutely would do this. If Lisa had been cheating on me, planned on going to Canada in a beautiful new home, the least you could have done is filed divorce papers. Well, the that... least you could have done was like left me, honey. One person did say this. Like he decided for a long time that he wanted to be an adulterer rather than file divorce papers. Yes. So it is what it is. Yes. She has every right. She's still the, technically the wife. Kind of. I'm kind of curious to know what the other woman, the co-worker, what she thinks She's about She's upset. Us. She's upset. Is Her she visiting and his the father's, grave? Yeah. Apparently, according to this article, the father's family and her are both upset and they want her to take it off. Um, but the mother obviously isn't complying. But listen, you got to think about this. You spend your whole life with somebody. You have children yeah. with them. And you find out that this bitch got somebody pregnant was with them for years, planned on moving to Canada into a whole new home, starting a whole new life, and then they die? The amount of grief you're dealing with? Okay, so she put adulterer and not everybody likes it. She's grieving. And yeah. sure, you can say like, well, he's dead now. But well, here's, here's my hot take on it. Here's where I think this goes. How many years was he cheating on her? If he was cheating for five years, then that the word adulterer stays on that tombstone for five years. If he's cheating for 10 years, 10 years it's still there. That's my take because he was doing her so dirty. Okay. I've been cheated on like this. Okay, hold on. And it is not fun to find out. It does say, though, according to this article, that he had moved out and was living with the other woman. But the, but they were still technically married. They were technically married. He had not married. filed the papers. that They hadn't been divorced. It's a hard one. I think that – I will say this. For the sake of her sanity – this woman has to let it go. Because even when somebody does cheat on you, they might have done it wrong. They might have hurt you. They might have devastated you. But cheating happens for a reason. Yeah, but listen, here's the thing with cheating. I'm pretty actually okay with being cheated on or cheating. Once, twice. Three times a lady. Run, three times and a lady I am. Or three ladies at a time. Ooh, delicious. Even. Sounds like my so weekend at Dinosaur. Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though... You know, I do understand, and I'm, I'm usually pretty open-minded with cheating, because I do believe that there are underlying issues happening. But when you can find yourself doing it for years, creating a whole new family, like doing all of that, honey, the issue is you just don't want to be in that, that marriage. Yeah. There's no more sympathy. There's no empathy. There's no, you know, fixing or, or healing. And also, just another angle to this, if she is the type of woman who would literally have the word adulterer carved into his tombstone, maybe... Maybe it's possible she wasn't the best wife while he was around. That's also possible. I think, clearly, based on the information I have, he's the a-hole. Yeah, but even still if gotta she be a wasn't man. a great wife, honey, then leave her. Get yeah. your balls, pack up, and leave. Yep. Don't cheat on her for years and impregnate another Fine. woman. Fine, I'm voting. It's official. They're all a-holes. No. It's the first time I've ever said this. Everybody is. Everybody's an a-hole? All of them. You're even an the son. I am? You're an a-hole. That is, that is accurate. Uh, right now, it is time for uh, news on the beat. Uh, someone who is not everything, but thinks she is, Caitlyn Jenner. Absolutely. Okay. Well, Caitlyn Jenner said that during her failed 
California campaign. Some Republican Party leaders and elected GOP officials refused to be seen in public with her despite supporting her in private. I had elected officials and party leaders who would gladly take private meetings with my campaign team and me, but would balk at the mere notion of being seen publicly with me. Uh, to a point, I understand they have to protect themselves from their voters and the base who might not be as open-minded as they are. She explained, noting that the problem of for someone like myself, it's partly generational, despite association with her being treated like a dirty secret. Jenner assures readers that she is still a Republican and will fight for inclusivity in the Republican Party. She even complains that coming out as a Republican is more difficult than coming out as transgender. Yeah, because that's called privilege. Yeah, because during her campaign, she pulled at 6% for public support, lied about not voting for Trump in the 2020 election, had an inconsistent stance on COVID-19 mask wearing, complained about seeing homeless people in the streets, expressed some support for Texas bounty hunting anti-abortion law, left her campaign to go record a reality show in Australia, and ended up having to fund her own impoverished campaign. Poor Caitlyn Jenner. I get it. The struggle of it all. The hey, the Republican, the Republican Party doesn't want to be seen with me publicly anywhere, but like they're good people, trust me. They yeah. just don't they don't want to be seen with me. Yeah. But they support the community. Yeah. Just not publicly. Yeah. I mean, what is that? Stupid. So weird just stupid. All right, another news. Democratic factions are splintering as party leaders desperately try to keep President Biden's legislative agenda afloat. Some progressives are revolting over Speaker Nancy Pelosi's plan to hold a vote tomorrow on a roughly trillion-dollar bipartisan infrastructure bill before striking a deal on a multi-trillion-dollar spending package expanding the social safety net. The infrastructure bill is a priority for moderate Democrats, while the spending package, known as the Build Back Better Act, is championed by progressives. As patience wanes, Democratic leaders want Senator Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema, two key moderates, to make their intentions on these important agenda items known so Dems can gauge their likelihood of success. Meanwhile, the clock is ticking on a government shutdown, which needs to be addressed by the end of tomorrow, and the debt ceiling, which is looming October 18th. We did have a really great conversation with Samuel Garrett-Pate. If you've missed that, head on over to odyssey.com to download our podcast. Yeah, there could be movement any moment now. Actually, Kirsten Cinema is meeting with Joe Biden at the White House currently. Uh, he canceled all of his uh, travel plans. Uh, he was supposed to be, I think, in Colorado, perhaps. Uh, but she's meeting with him right now as we speak for the fourth time in two days. Chicago. So sorry, I read Colorado somewhere. Maybe I really read Chicago. They're very, very similar. Yeah. I just see the first and the last letter, and that's it. All right. Well, rounding out news on the beat this morning, a viciously anti-LGBTQ pastor was arrested on the tarmac as he exited a plane in Canada after touring the U.S. to spread COVID-19 misinformation on a contempt of court charge. Cave of Adelam Pastor Arter Pulowski was taken into custody by police at the Calgary International Airport yesterday afternoon, returning from a speaking tour in the U.S. that included meeting Eric Trump and an appearance on Fox News. He was previously arrested this past May for allegedly violating pandemic restrictions at his church, which he transformed into a publicity tour. He's notorious for his anti-LGBTQ extremism, writing on the street church website that the 2013 Alberta floods were God's punishment for the perversions of homosexuality, which includes the walking out the pride of their abominations in the streets of our cities. Uh, and so I'm happy that he got arrested. What's interesting, though, because we live in this era, and and he's a testament to this. He went on a speaking tour because he took a hardcore stance on COVID that was controversial. And it doesn't matter if he's giving good information, if he's costing people their lives, if he's making money. That's kind of what people, people take these hard stances on things now, whether they believe them or not, because they know they can make money. I, I mean, I don't think that Tucker Carlson can really be that awful. 
I don't think that Ann Coulter can really be that awful, but it makes him a lot of money to be super scandalous and controversial. And you get paid scandalous. for it. Scandalous. A scandalo. A novella scandalo. We might get canceled right now. Wait, can we do a new segment where it's telenovela and it's the most dramatic thing we've heard all week? I don't I don't know. Our producer, Justin, is Justin, like, can we do that? You're like 10% Mexican. They're iconic. Mexican. Telenovelas are amazing. Correct. We're like soap operas. Your well, father's a quarter Mexican? No, he's full Mexican. Oh, wow. You're way more than... You're like yeah. half. Yeah. All right, can we do telenovela as a new segment? He, well, we'll, we'll talk about it off air. Maybe Whatever. Not. Yes, we can. We can do it. 93 in La Quinta today. 93 in Cathedral City. A high of 84 in Sacramento. 75 in Chicago, 66 in Buffalo, 84 in Atlanta, 88 in Phoenix, 88 in Miami, 82 in Houston, 93 in Palm Springs, and 82 in Vegas. Now give us a vibe of the day. When you are enthusiastic about what you do, you feel this positive energy. It's very simple, people. It's very simple, people. All right, you guys, well, coming up, one thing I'm feeling is fire. After listening to this Rising Stars new single, we've got Kala joining us next talking about how it was for her in the pandemic and where you can see her next. Also, this song is iconic. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. If you know anything about our show and our channel here, Channel Q, uh, we love a good bop, right? Uh, We love shining the light on up-and-coming artists and established artists. Uh, And our next guest is, is kind of both. She might be new to you, but she's not new to the game. Uh, one of her recent singles, Rinse and Repeat, uh, topped the charts all over the place, huge in the UK. The dance charts were on fire uh, with this song, and they're Literally. on fire right now with her latest single, Fire, which we've got in heavy rotation here at Channel Q. We love it. It gets us going every single morning. Please welcome to the Morning Beat, Kahlo. Hi. How are Good you? Good morning, Queen. Good morning. How are you guys doing? We are fantastic. First and foremost, did I pronounce your name properly? Yes, it's Kahlo. I want to make sure because one of my best friends is Nigerian, as you are, and nice. I want to make, I just worked with her this weekend. We hosted the Emmys uh, show together uh, for Hulu. Nice. We had a fantastic time. I love myself a Nigerian queen. Um, how has how has your culture uh, really influenced your music? Because these beats and these and, and this music, it just hits different. <laughs> well, I feel like in Nigeria, we love a good party. I'm, I'm sure your friend also does the same. We love a good party, so I'm not one to shy away from the dance floor. So I like stuff that's really up there, that's upbeat, and I like to talk about that experience. And I'm like, if I was on a dance floor, what would I want to listen to? Ooh. Listen, I feel like I'm on fire when I'm listening to it. I just want love to move. And the energy... It feels like you're in the room with us as if it's like a live yeah. performance, which you don't always get from artists. Did you record <laughs> it live or did you, uh, do you have a live band come in? Like what, the elements are so real. Um, I like to, I like to, okay, when I'm recording, I like to get in the spirit of a party. I'm like, okay, I have a little drinky drink here with me. Amen. Mm, <laughs> same. I, in the zone of like, okay, if I were in the club right now, what, like, if a, I want to make the song that if it came on, I'm losing my mind on the dance floor, I'm losing myself. And I want to capture that essence, you know, I want people when they hear it. So even like the little scream at the end, I, I was like, I had to fight for that. I was like, that needs to be in there. So people know that we're getting wild in this place. <laughs> well, you're, 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 uh, you're signed with Epic Records. Is that correct? 
Yes. Yeah. So, so when you're talking to the executives who maybe don't understand what it's like to be on a dance floor in a nightclub, to party in <laughs> Ibiza, to be in Vegas during one of the hottest nights of the year during uh, the EDC or these festivals that are just so full of energy, when you're trying to explain to somebody, listen, this is my vibe. <laughs> this is what I need. How do you make that case to somebody who just doesn't get it? I like to say two words, and I don't know if they're strong enough, but I say, trust me. <laughs> yes. Just Come on. trust me. Well, what do you what do you trust? We're speaking with Kahlo, uh, uh, chart-topping artist. Uh, her new single, Fire, we're going to play for you in just a moment. It's on uh, heavy rotation here at Channel Q. We love it. Uh, but Kahlo, wh- who do you trust? Where do your musical influences come from? We know we talked about uh, Nigeria and your Nigerian heritage, but where mm-hmm. else do you pull from? Um, I mean, you just said like Ibiza and stuff. I've done a whole bunch of shows over there and just the club culture just everywhere. Because I feel like no matter where I find myself, I always end up at a night out somewhere. (laughs) And (laughs) just watching people, you know, just do their thing in, in the moment, forget them, like their problems, their, you know, they towed your car outside, but in that moment, you don't care. You're like, okay, we're just letting this all out. And I just love the power that music has in that regard. And that's really what inspires me is like, I want to make music that in the moment you can be in a car, you can be nursing your babies, whatever you're doing, just you hear this song and it takes you to a different destination. And if I can do that in two minutes and 30 seconds, I've done my job. Well, I want to tell you, I love going to the club. I love going to the gay clubs, honey, and I love to dance. And you've had quite the response from the queer community. Uh, what message do you have for uh, for the queer people listening? And, and will you be performing at any prides? Uh, ooh, I haven't done any. I've done like drag shows before, yes. but I haven't done any yes. proper pride shows yet. But um, I like... Obviously, like the queer community, they love, love, love my songs. I've had a lot of people do um, lip syncs to my songs, which I love watching. So I just want them to just feel like they can be themselves and just enjoy them. Like just the same spirit and the same essence of just losing yourself in the music and it taking you to a destination that's just wild and special and you just let loose. I love that so much because it's so important, you know, to our community in particular historically to have a place to escape, a safe space, to just let it all out, to let that energy get out of your body. It's why, it's why you know, festivals are so popular in our community. It's why yeah. pride events happen. And I'll tell you this, drag queens are a gateway to pride events. You've done the drag shows. Next <laughs> step for you, Kahlo, take fire. Pride 2022, all next summer. This needs to be in heavy rotation. You need to perform it all yes. over the world. We're putting that out there. Uh, do you want to do us? Uh, do you want to do us a favor right now, though, Kahlo? Yes, honey. Yeah, take us you. in to your song for Channel Q. I gotta introduce it. Yes. 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 All right. This is Channel Q, and this is Kahlo. You're about to listen to Fire. <laughs> Tell me something good. All right, let's do it. I'm going to start telling you a little story about a guy named Woody. Woody Faircloth. That isn't the most incredible name I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> Woody Faircloth founded a nonprofit organization called EmergencyRV.org. You're wondering what EmergencyRV.org does? Well, you can either go to the website or you can stick around for about two more seconds because I'm going to tell you right now. Amen. Uh, it's an organization that pairs people who are willing to donate their campers and RVs 
with people who are displaced by wildfires and who have lost everything. This is so cool. He uh, and his daughter, Luna, Luna Faircloth, eh, I'm corrected, that's a cooler name. Yes, I love it. Have successfully delivered 95 motorhomes to wildfire victims otherwise, uh, who may otherwise wait months for emergency housing. This is really incredible. You know, we've seen wildfire season has extended past uh, what it used to be here in California. It goes on and on and on. It's almost, you know, 12 months out of the year nowadays. And these wildfires, because of climate change, are getting worse and worse. Uh, so for people like this to step up and do something, pretty incredible. You know, we got this idea uh, back in 2018 uh, after he saw some destruction that took place in his home state of Colorado. He said, we were watching some of what's going on out there in California, he's talking about, and talking about what it was uh, that they could do about it. So he told his daughter, had an idea. She was 100% on board. And uh, she said, God and Santa Claus would be really proud of us. Oh, my God. That's so cute. Ever thought about how God and Santa Claus look the same in your brain? Yeah, they kind of do. Big white guy with a beard. Yeah. Also, King Triton. Such a King Triton. Oh, yeah, Yeah, that's God. Serving God. Interesting. Zeus. Yes. All the same. Whatever. Yes. I love that. Pretty cool stuff. So cool. All right. Well, you know that I'm not a big sports fan, but I do love soccer. However, something incredible is happening. Uh, ESPN is going to feature uh, the first all-female team to call Major League Baseball. It's happening today. Melanie Newman and Jessica Mendoza will make history. Uh, and it's so incredible. Now, Newman, who is the play-by-play announcer, uh, will call a game with Jessica Mendoza, a longtime baseball analyst for ESPN Today, making the pair the first women to solely broadcast an MLB, NFL, or NBA game. Uh, She said, honestly, each earmark is just another page. I feel fortunate to be the one handed this chance. It's our responsibility until there are no more firsts, and it's just an even playing field of all qualified professionals who happen to look different. Uh, Mendoza, a Latina and former New York Met specialist advisor, also said, for young girls, women, and Latinas to hear a voice that represents them is so impactful for not only the sports to grow its audience but to continue to broaden the opportunities i'll tell you what we always talk about this but when i saw mia ham and brandy chastain playing soccer winning killing it it was so empowering i never played better and i played for so many years after that so i love that i think it's a time to get women in sports it's also wild to think about it's 2021 and this has never happened mm-hmm. there's never been an all-female like sports cast of a major league sport before yeah. That's insane. There's so many things that we just don't even realize that do not happen until we realize them. Well, I think that people thought just having it as a mixed bag was like good enough. But I think it's really important to have an all-female crew just to be able to see that, experience yes. that. Sure, a mixed bag can be great, but not when it's been generations of only men. We need some only women. Absolutely. Level it out for a while. Level it out. Well, I love this. I'm so proud of those No men for 50 years. How about that? Yeah, get rid of them all together. (laughs) All right, well, this uh, Tell Me Something Good is brought to you by McDonald's. Any moment that can give you sweet relief is a moment to look forward to. Now, for a limited time at McDonald's, get a small McCafe pumpkin spice latte. Hot or iced for $2. Prices may vary. Tomorrow, we have a great show for you. Dr. Jen Mann is going to join us to talk about Bethany Frankel and her transphobic comments, how it's problematic. But do we really... Really think that she was being transphobic or she was just being a concerned parent. Uh, we'll talk to Dr. Jen Mann. Until then, thank you. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you tomorrow. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.